Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 256th episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. Reza, we need to talk about something. Okay. And that is, and that is Jack Ryan season two. Oh, spoilers! Yeah, spoilers. Oh, okay, here we go. From here on out, uh, there's a lot that happens in this season. You're telling me <laughs> it's a good season overall. I like, I like this series. Uh, Jack yeah. Ryan season one was really good. Uh, it's still funny how quick the transition was from desk analyst uh, to in the field operative. Right. But I think they did a really good job in season one of that uh, when he was tracking the original Suleiman. villain, Suleiman, which is a great name for a villain. Yeah. Um, I think he, he got like, one of my favorite scenes in a show in recent history is when he's talking, he's chatting up the the doctor at the party. And all of a sudden, like the helicopter lands, and he yeah. just has to get picked up. Like, Greer that's, comes off. <clears throat> yeah, like that's a that's a flex if I've ever seen one. I loved so one of my favorite things about season one, um, and this is just this is very true about just about every story of fiction that I read or or watch or whatever. I love a good backstory of the villain. So the way the series opens up with Suleiman and his brother like playing what were they like on the roof of a building or playing in their yeah. yard or something like that and all of a sudden a missile just like crashes down and kills their parents this is like jesus that's brutal and yeah. and like from that you kind of like see their progression where they live in paris they're trying to they try to acclimate to the culture and everything they try to get jobs and things just don't go the way they want um right eventually they they find themselves running a terrorist organization and like, I don't know if it's necessarily realistic, but you get a lot of backstory of Suleiman and you kind of, you see his twisted motivation for why he does what he does. Yeah. The backstory was really well done. The, there was, I think, less of that in this season. It was more of, hey, we're, we're on the trail of something. We don't know exactly what it's all about, but one clue sort of begets another clue and now we're off to the races right now in the beginning of the series of uh, the season yeah, everyone's sort of in disparate areas and so i think it was less about backstories like from the from the distant past and more of the recent past which is hey what is what is greer doing in moscow what is jack ryan doing in dc and you know, once the three, I guess the two, and initially, once those two characters, their paths cross and then uh, join up, you get a little bit of backstory about Jack Ryan and the senator and their backstory, but they really just kind of throw you into it, which I think was important if you are to kick off uh, a series that's only like, what, eight episodes? Like, a yeah. lot has to happen yeah. in each episode to, to push the story really forward. Yeah, um, I'll say this, the first episode, like when I finished watching the first episode, I was like, holy shit, Sandy, you got to watch, you got to watch this season. You got to yeah. start watching the season because that first episode was great. Um, the, you just showing, showing um, Jack with uh, the setter, I forgot his name right now, to be honest, but yeah. 
showing showing their interaction, how close Jack was with their family, and then having them go to Venezuela, and all of a sudden having the senator just get killed like that in the first episode. It's like, holy smokes. I'm surprised that when a senator gets killed, a U.S. Oh, senator man. gets killed in Venezuela, that there aren't M1 Abrams tanks just rolling up to Miraflores immediately, like opening up the uh, open up the hash of the tank and just saying, "Hey, you better you better get Nicholas down here right now, or else I'm about to have these thirty tanks open fire. You I'm gonna are- I'm gonna commit uh, a war crime right here if you don't get your president down here." That is so true. That's like it's incredibly true. I thought the season was going to go somewhere a little different than what than what I initially than where it initially went or than where it went. I kind of forgot about that thought. It's like okay, they just got killed. Like this is this is basically like that one cult where that congressperson went down to. I can't remember what country it was, but there was some cult down. I think in South South America. And he went down there to like check out their compound. And as he was leaving, he got killed at the airport by the, by the cultists. And then they drank that suicide punch with a cyanide, cyanide in it. Oh my God. Everybody. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Jonestown. Be, yes, exactly. Jonestown. I thought it was going to be something like that. Like maybe not like, oh, you know, I just thought the reaction, like nobody seemed to care. Yeah. And they I just mean, accept. That, that says a lot. That says a lot about this idea that an American senator can get killed anywhere and like nothing happens. That right. felt really bizarre to me. Yeah. I mean, he got killed in the street. Like it was a war zone. He was assassinated. It's not a joke. Right. It wasn't like, oh, there was a, a car crash and it flipped. And then we're all really, really disappointed and, and, and saddened by this, but nothing really can happen. He goes, nah, dude, this dude got, this dude got murked in the favela. Yeah, like they're like like uh, these these car uh, sort of convoys don't just turn uh, into a favela. Yeah, yeah. So, despite that, I really enjoyed the first half of the season. Yeah, but man. I mean, I was telling I was telling Carolyn immediately. I was like, "This makes me want to play Duty so bad." <laughs> I knew it. Just yeah. just the the, uh, the the escort. Um. Yeah, the the what was it, the second episode where you get introduced to Uber? Yeah. Man, like I I didn't really know where we were gonna go with him. But Well, you knew there was a mission coming. Yeah, definitely. Well, especially with the boats when he was cleaning up the or we're fixing the boats immediately, I go, I go, Wait, is this like is this an operative in Miami doing something crazy? Yeah. <laughs> but it was sort of a nice uh a nice initial fake out to to get you a sense of like where he is and sort of the shame that he has for not making it through buds, even though his dad was a, a seal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but like that, so, so their operations, they just didn't, they never, they never felt completely legal. Oh no, none of the stuff is legal. You like, can't just, <laughs> you can't, you can't just send American like black ops into any country. Which but is, I feel like we do it more often than we than we say, and yeah, the fact so. that we don't see it means that they're doing a good job, but, yeah. uh, and that's for good job being very. Uh, there's a perspective there of well, you know they they made sure to get in and out, and no one ever heard about them. So yeah, um, it just felt like they needed more approval than just Duck Stamper. Well, Duck Stamper being his character name in house of cards i can't remember his name i i know his name is mike so so um the the venezuelan what like i don't know what his title is but 
it felt it felt like they need a little bit more a little more approval or clearance than just his say so because all of a sudden you got like four black ops dudes coming in they're gonna go break into some jungle uh to try to find these weapons and jack ryan decides to go rogue (laughs) he decides to go rogue like jack ryan was the biggest liability on this team outside of greer not telling anyone about his heart condition oh yeah uh so greer definitely takes a hard l uh i would say that jack ryan should never be allowed in the field ever again never yeah he should probably be locked up i mean he literally just he I, i understand that it was for the sake of what was right or or the sake of justice to you know get the president get the uh the the bad senator in the end however i'm not sure that the crisis that they caused was was justified well absolutely not because they basically destabilized a region uh certainly a country but also a region and somehow they kept doing it without approval like they kept doing stuff and everyone was like you can't do that and they were like all right cool got it and then jack is on a plane to london causing problems over there too yeah it was it's really on like he the second he got he landed anywhere they should have they should have arrested him <laughs> no joke they should have just been like yo listen like buddy like you know what this is about you know you messed up i need you put your hands up you know what i mean like there's there's no there's no out there's no way out of this yeah you can't destabilize a country threaten the president and be like uh yeah, i was just playing <laughs> like there's no way there's no way that's allowed yeah um the whole storyline with max and um what was her name harriet that's that was an interesting b story throughout the entire it uh thing i kind of forgot about her like the she she was very much involved in the show for the first half of the season and then the whole thing goes down to london max is killed the police show up and jack like runs as if, as if, and like my my thought was, oh, now Jack's gonna be a fugitive from London and he's gonna have to try to like clear his name before going back and handling the Venezuelan situation. But nope, Jack is able to board a plane. He's not the prime suspect in this in this London case, and we never see Harry again until like the last episode where she's just like, I got you, right? More or less. And what also, she says. I think it would have been nice if we got a little bit more background into Harry and Max's like, like what happened. Like, she talks about it, but there yeah. should have been a story of, like, hey, we got to figure out, like, why why all of this stuff went down the way it did. Because yeah. why is she committing treason over and over and over again? I I don't even understand how she got the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Like, oh, it's an MI5, so how long is it going to take you? Man, two. give me two days. Yeah. I like, got you. D- did she just, like, sleep with another agent who was working the case and got her got him to give it to her? Who knows? And then just send it over to Jack. It's certainly, yeah, certainly very unclear. Yeah. So, so, um, what, what was your favorite part of the season and what was your least favorite? My favorite part of the season was probably the initial shootout with the Senator Mm -hmm. or the, White House, the Miraflores clearing out mission in the last episode. Okay. Let's just land a Blackhawk on another country's <laughs> White House. Yeah. And just start executing 
their soldiers who are legally and justifiably defending their sovereign nation right. from what initially what could be dis, uh, described as a hostile military takeover and assassination attempt Basically, by another country. I mean, that was one of the big things, right? You had so much, um, so much dissatisfaction with the American government at this point because it's coming out that, oh, they're trying to interfere with our election. We're going to do the election now, right? And obviously it comes out that the that Reyes was operating this military camp which I'm not sure if it was, that video alone was necessarily clear that it was him who knew like, like what was going on and that it was his fault. Like that could he could have just blamed that on like a rogue general, you know? He totally could have, but he was also like stunting on everybody. He goes, "Yo, I did this." Yeah. He kept saying like, "Yo, there's 41 people. There's not 30. Get that right." <laughs> I go, "Why would you? What? Yeah. Like, why would you? What are you? What are you doing right now? Yeah. Like, right. is this the first time you ever you ever done something like this?" Like you need, you need to, you need to learn how to commit war crimes a little bit more smoothly. A little better, yeah. So, um, the the level of of um, the fact that they were able to land this 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 helicopter on the on their um, on the presidential palace and go in there and kill like dozens of military personnel and get away yeah. like like there was no problem with it. The whole my major, one of the major issues that I had, and this goes back to the, um, to the jungle, the jungle mission, that first raid with where Uber decided to, for some reason, leave the boat and get stranded. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the whole Uber leaving the boat thing, it felt like just an excuse to get Jack Ryan and them to identify this prison camp, or at least to identify the prison camp to us as viewers, so that when we eventually send Greer there, we are aware of this. And that it's something that's, you know, not so good. Um, but the whole thing, the whole thing with Uber was really frustrating because it, they never, and they never addressed it. He never explained his actions to anybody. The other, the, uh, like what Coyote and I can't remember, um, Disco. Disco, they never, like, they were obviously upset with Uber and they were like, yeah, it was his fault or something like that. But they never were like, dude, John died because of you. Like, what were you doing? Why did you leave? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if there is uh, a right or wrong time to to bring that up. Yeah, especially when you're in the field like that. I guess it happened off camera, but yeah, when they were out there killing all these soldiers, those soldiers, like you mentioned, were very much in the right. They're defending their own nation. Um, in in the case of the last episode, they're de- they're defending their president. In the case of this episode, they're defending. They're they're just following orders. They're defending their post. So they're defending this this prison camp, and these guys are coming in here just killing dozens of soldiers. And I guess that that was the thing that I found weird is that, unlike a like a James Bond film where you can assume that the bad guys know who their who their boss is, and therefore assume that these these guys are all bad guys, I couldn't really see that in this show. So. Or like the first season where it's like, oh, everyone's signed up for this terrorist organization. They know it's like it's it's uh, they know what's going on in this season. It was like, oh, there's just like, you know, that's John, the 22 year old dude from whatever town, Venezuela, who signed up for the military. And he just got killed because some Americans were were um, running a little wild. Yeah. And And I guess maybe part of it is, oh, well, that's kind of the way the world works. 
and like you know the game of thrones style seasons like one through seven daenerys or i guess seasons one through six daenerys is killing like slavers and stuff it's like oh that's cool that's fine but when she gets to westeros and wants to be queen when she's going to be killing people these aren't slavers it's not so black and white or the way we would want to see it being so black and white so if if they say yeah we're not down with you and she decides to kill you it's like well you know that's uh maybe maybe this character isn't so great and i guess that's part of the what we're seeing here it's like okay well we're not going to make it such a clear-cut bad guy or good guy bad guy thing the bad guy runs a country and he can tell everybody what to do and so maybe me as a viewer then is like yeah it's a little harder for me to be down with i don't know i mean i think that's part of it for sure i just it's I think the, uh, too much had to happen that didn't make any sense. And I yeah. think because Uber leaving, like this all stems from Uber leaving the boat. And if his whole job was not to leave the boat and to have the boat ready the second they come back, it really, the whole story sort of falls apart for no reason. It, right. it wasn't like the action to leave the boat was because he was coming under heavy enemy fire from a boat yeah. they didn't track and he had to get out of there and so the boat being an exfil option is no longer there that would have made sense to be like all right well i'm not dying on this boat for no reason yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna i'm gonna dip out of here i uh, thought there were gonna be soldiers like coming up on the boat when it sounded to, to me at least watching i was like oh they're they're here they know he's here he's got to go but that wasn't the case no he just decided that he was gonna bounce yeah Kind of went rogue. It it reminded me of that like that Bo Bergdahl thing. It's like oh he's kind of like going off on his own trying to trying to be the hero, and turns out it didn't work out so well for him. Right, and so that was definitely a a miss for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know what I told you one of my favorite parts was the clearing out of Miraflores, the Venezuelan White House. Just because it felt like you're, like, just a standard Call of Duty episode or mission where you are just, you don't even care who you're shooting at. <laughs> like, they had a shootout in the middle of that dining area, and everyone's just, like, in the room. And they're like, nah, uh, Jack Ryan's just going to slide under this table with all these enemy non-combatants in the room. Not even enemy, just non-combatants in the room. Yeah. And we're just going to keep shooting. And I have a grenade, and I may or may not use it. Like, you are not trained to make any of these tactical decisions, and yet somehow you're the one leading these Black Ops guys, you know? It just didn't make it didn't make a lick of sense. How does a Black Hawk land on the roof of a foreign nation's White House and just unload on a minigun the first two guys? And just yeah. be like, nah, we're, we're, don't worry about them. We'll, we'll get that cleaned up, <laughs> you know? And also, when Jack is specifically told not to go after the president. I thought the entire it was so funny because the entire time all this like this massive shootout is happening, the president's like left alone in his office. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like, dude, the Americans are here. I think they're trying to kill you. We got to get you out of here into right. like one of the tunnels to get like. It, it didn't make any sense for him to just for Jack Ryan to go after the president and then like threaten to assassinate him right then and there. Like yeah. that, like. The, he, Doug Stamper's got to put a bullet in him at that point. But listen, you're just goddamn liability. I gotta, I can't have you on this team anymore. He really is. Like, 
think about think think about how much Mike's life was ruined because Jack. Because Jack. Well, he's certainly not getting back with the with the ambassador. Definitely not getting back with the ambassador. Definitely not getting another job. Like he's he's done. I mean, big fan of the ambassador though. (laughs) Yeah, because it seemed like she was able to call in whatever they needed. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, she's played the game well up to that point. Where have we? Where else have we seen her? Do you know? Um, like off the top no, of your head? No, I don't know. I didn't really IMDb her um, as I was watching it, so I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm just sort of uh, very interested in who she knows to be able to be like, "Yo, listen, I just moved a like a like a destroyer into the area." Yeah. You know? Oh, you need a satellite taken out. Yeah, I, I got a guy. It's like, wait, what is your relationship with that guy? What did you do? Or the other guy's like, oh, and like a, another government's satellite? Yeah, no, it's fine. That thing doesn't exist anymore after this phone call. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So you watch Billions, right? Uh, I haven't in a while. I okay. need to catch up on it. She's uh, in, she's in Billions. She's Terry McHugh in Billions. I never watched it, but that's a hell of a reason for me to pick up Billions again. <laughs> she's also in the Americans. I forgot that that was her. She's one of the uh, like FBI agent's wife's uh, wife, not one of his wives, but she is his wife. And um, in that show, the Americans. I'm just quickly like scanning through. I don't see anything else that like kind of jumps out to my to my attention. But those are the two. Gotcha. Yeah, I. Uh... I haven't watched Billions because I don't have Showtime, but more, not more importantly, but in its stead, I've been watching The Morning Show on Apple TV Plus, uh, which is fantastic, super worth it. Uh, they, they launched with, mo- they, I think they launched all of their shows with like three episodes each, and now oh, really? uh, they come out every, like once a week. Uh, okay. The Morning Show comes out every Friday, and they're hour-long episodes, and it's really good. Uh, Jennifer Aniston... And Reese Witherspoon, Billy Crudup, like these are they're, they're fantastic, they're absolutely fantastic. It is, it is really an awesome and interesting show because they tackle the Matt Lauer situation in a very dramatic way, which you know it sort of certainly socializes some things, but it's also like oh we're having some like pretty real conversations about stuff uh, yeah. in this show. And I don't think any other show has really been able to do a good job of it. So, yeah. And you got you got a year of that for free, right? The Apple TV thing? Yeah, because I, I got the new iPhone. I'm trying to figure gotcha. out a way to share it with you. Um, but I haven't looked into it yet, so. I feel like, I think I got my iPad like a little too soon because I don't think that promotion was going on when I got it. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think the that promotion was was live when you got it. They certainly pushed that promotion much more recently. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways. Um. Oh, the final thing the the one the other thing that I had an issue with was um the I don't remember his name the character's name but the the bodyguard um or like the the Venezuelan dude who Bastos. No, no, no. The, sorry, not not that not that bodyguard. The the uh, the security dude who ended up um, being a double agent and took oh, Greer yeah. and took Greer to uh, to Reyes. Yeah, he goes to his he goes home after double crossing Mike and Jack Ryan. Right. Yeah. Sends his wife and kids away, and then is just like taking a swim in the on the beach, like in the ocean. Oh, he's waiting to get killed. 
was is that what he was doing? Like he knew it was coming. I don't. Or what? Well, it was so weird that he would just be like waiting to get killed. That that's like the only <laughs> interpretation that I have. Which is, wait, are you are you just like waiting to get marked? Is that like how this is going to play? Because it didn't make any sense for him to go home. Like, don't you want to be as far away from home as possible? Yeah. Like, if he didn't go home, they wouldn't know where he is. Right. Like, all right, well, I guess we lost that dude. Yeah. It's like, well, we we, we really messed up. We should have gone after him sooner. And, just, and yeah. I was like, yeah, like I said, we should have. It's like, yeah, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. Greer, um, Greer really went through the ringer, though. <laughs> he really did. Like, how he is alive is uh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, the fact that they killed that guy, like Mike executed him. Oh, like, he didn't. He didn't. Yes, he, he did not have the go ahead to do that. No, but it seems like a lot of people put that in his report. A, yeah, right. A lot of people are seemingly have execute authority, <laughs> and it <laughs> they just got the seems license to kill. They got the license to kill, and it's very weird who has and does not have execute authority, and yeah. then also. When they, uh, like, hold that up against each other. Like, when uh, Doug Stamper goes, and he's just going to be known as Doug Stamper, because I don't know what yeah. else he is. Um, yeah. He goes, you do not have execute authority on the president. It's as simple as that. I go, well, I don't, I certainly don't know what is and isn't, you know, because we've clearly been executing <laughs> other people up until this point. We, so, we, are we are we not on that game anymore? Because I thought we were still were. We just raided the presidential palace. We're killing everybody in we, sight. Right, we just killed the president. Everybody. You can't kill the president. Right. It's like I. There's so many rules. All these rules. You know, I want to. It just didn't make any sense why you are making me do things like this. Yeah, I think it just got to the point with them with the show. They were just like, yeah, we you know we just can't uh can't explain everything. We want it, we it. want we want it we want to hit all these points because we want as much action as possible. But uh. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're just not going to bother explaining it, right? Because it can't be explained. And also, I didn't like how the at the very end, the senator being bad. Yeah. Where did that come from? There was no need Why? for it. If, if, if certainly, certainly, that's one area. It's sort of that's one way to take it. It wasn't necessary. The other thing is. If it was necessary, because you wanted to find out, oh, this this is bigger than we thought it was. It's bigger than just Cinco Palmas, this shell company that the Venezuelan president has. He has a partner, and they and the partner's in Philadelphia. Then why wasn't that explored more thoroughly throughout? Why yeah. wasn't the senator a little bit more of a sketchball throughout all this? You know, you can't just introduce like, oh, by the way, there was a, there was a secret partner in like episode six. And then, like, introduce it there, but then, like, leave it again until the very last minute of the show to be like, oh, by the way, hey, let's just have this super benign conversation between the senator and me. Hey, let's 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 take a walk and sit down. Oh, by the way, I have you by the balls. You've committed treason. And then the FBI is here. We got some questions. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, you're very right about that. Um. And yet, despite all that, I still like overall. I enjoyed the season, but it really just required a lot of like suspension of disbelief. And I didn't really, dis- I didn't really suspend it that well, I guess, based on off- based on all these complaints. 
I will say it wasn't right. it wasn't as good as the first season. I think that much is pretty obvious. Yeah, I think because the first season was pretty uh it was certainly a new take on stuff and we got to see the transition of Jack Ryan from oh, I'm not ready to to do this to holy shit. I almost got killed in this like cave area and I am I'm really nervous about all this stuff going down and you know, when he killed his first person, it was like a super big deal. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, nah, dude, I got, I'm part of the SWAT team. You know, you can yeah. call me, you can call me Jack Black Ops Ryan. It's like, no, no, you, no, you can't. I love how Greer didn't seem to tell him when, when they were meeting up with, uh, with, to do that, um, that like Black Ops raid in the jungle to open up the containers. It didn't seem like Greer actually told him where they were going. Like you got these, you got these military dudes who are like ready, who have like the proper gear, the prop, proper equipment, and then you got like Jack Ryan and, Gre- and Greer showing up, just kind of like casually entering the jungle in their like shirts and ties. I don't think they're wearing shirts and ties, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, really happy with the show. Like, could it have been better? Absolutely. Was it as good as season one? No, but. I like Jack Ryan. I like what that there is a show like this where it's like an action, suspense, political intrigue show on one of the major streaming channels because I don't think there's another show out there that's like this. There's been movies like Triple Frontier, which wasn't good, even though it was supposed to be really good. Um, but I don't think there's been another show like this. I think also Amazon... I logged into Amazon earlier today, and their trifecta of shows that they're pushing right now are Jack Ryan, Marvelous Miss Maisel, and The Boys. And they're all super different, and yet each of them are incredibly compelling. Yeah. Like when, like when you watch each of those three shows, you're like, oh, no, I'm I'm in it. Like, I'm in this. I am, I am fully, I'm fully on board with all this. And that's exciting that there's uh, this quality of show on really a, a platform that you don't at least I don't like automatically attribute to shows. Like I'm always going to Netflix first and going to HBO. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Most of the time with with um with Prime, I usually ha- there's something that I have in mind that I want to watch when I enter that. I don't like browse and try to find something to watch. I almost always know that, that I'm gonna watch it when I when I open it. With Netflix um, YouTube TV now, which is just that general live TV, or even Hulu, I will I will kind of browse around and just kind of find something to watch, and it's it's nice having that quality of content. I think one of the issues with Prime, at least this is this is the this was the problem that I had with Netflix, um, like way back in the day. This goes back to what 2010 when I first got Netflix. There would be like one, maybe two good things on there, and the rest of it was just a bunch of garbage stuff that you'd never heard of. Yeah, they still have a lot of that garbage just to fill out that content and and give them a bunch of you know TV shows and movies and stuff. But they have a lot of high quality stuff that's there too. Amazon feels like Netflix of old to me. There there is some good stuff there. Like I don't want to sell them to. I don't want to sell them short. Obviously, like you mentioned, the boys, Jack Ryan, the marvelous Miss, Mrs. Maisel. They also have a lot of like high quality movies and, and TV shows. Well, they also have like Man in the but, High Tower. They have like yeah, a lot of sh- good shows. Yeah, yeah, they do. But I feel like they just have a lot of 
junk <laughs> on there that I'm not really interested in watching. And um, I'd argue that all the streaming channels have a lot of junk. They do, yeah. Like Netflix for sure. I'm always getting right emails that. every day about like, oh, we just we just dropped this other like ten part series. Like, no, I don't I don't care about this. This is yeah. stupid. No, you're 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 right. But I feel like Netflix has um I feel like they have a just more content that I would just kind of stumble on, press play, and be like, Yeah, that was good. I don't really get like that with uh with Amazon. And maybe I'm wrong, maybe I just haven't given it a fair shake, but um, that's at least been my experience with them so far. Yeah. So we will, we'll certainly see what's the next show that you want to watch. Um, not the next show, but I, the next movie that I really want to watch is the Irishman. When did that come out? That's a great question. I don't know. I was just thinking of it. Like when, when you ask, when you asked that question, I was like, Oh, when, I wonder when that comes out. Um, just did a quick search. It comes out. Wait, it's in theaters right now, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, well, they, they were going to do a, yeah. a theatrical release. November, November 27th. So, just over two weeks. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, That's I a think... good day. It'll be right Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. The, the thing that I really want to watch is Jojo Rabbit, um, the new Taika Waititi movie. Have wait, you heard about wait. this? No, I haven't. Uh, all right. I'm going to describe it, and then after this recording, you have to watch it. Okay. okay. The trailer. The trailer. Okay. Um, Wait, where is this going to be streaming? Oh, it's not streaming. It's in the movie theater. Oh, oh okay. Got it. Yeah. So, the uh, the premise of the movie is it's like 1940, late, late, late in World War II. There's a little boy who is trying to figure out if he wants to be part of the like if he wants to be a nazi or not like if if being if joining the nazis as like a hitler youth is really something that he's about and he's like kind of not uh sure if if all of this is for him and he actually has a uh, a uh imaginary friend who happens to be adolf hitler who happens to be played by taika watiti and he's just trying it's like just figuring out like who he is as a person in this crazy world and if you know anything about taika waititi you know that it's going to be hilarious it's going to be amazing and i can't wait i think i think i have seen this trailer yeah i'm pretty sure at least that i've seen this trailer but i gotta watch it again because i don't remember for sure yeah so why don't we why don't we get out of here so you can watch it and then okay. uh, we'll, we'll get back to it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'm Rezo. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.